Welcome to Logical, the UAE's first and only legal podcast. My name is Tim Elliott. Logical comes to you from the Dubai-based legal firm HPL Yamalova and Plethka. And as always, the managing partner Ludmilla Yamalova is with me. Lovely to see you. Good to see you too, Tim. Thanks for being here. This time, visas once again. This is all about the new, as it's kind of colloquially known, probation visa, but it's really more commonly known uh, as the business mission visa, Ludmilla. Yes, indeed. So this is once again under the new UAE immigration law, which is the UAE Cabinet Resolution Number 65 of 2022, uh, or otherwise commonly known as the UAE immigration law, and in particular Article 18. Uh, now provides for a very specific type of visa. Remember, this is not residence. It's a visa to visit visa into the UAE. And this particular visit visa is uh, for probation, uh, visit visa or temporary business visa. Uh, so as you rightfully said, it's, it's often referred to as a business mission, mission visa. And so it's a specialized or dedicated type of visa that allows those who want to come into the UAE uh, and try out a particular employment or a project and uh, come into the UAE to work on a temporary basis. So it could be either for to to try a specific company, for example, just to to kind of as a test uh, for both parties to see if uh, like a probation to see if the relationship might work out, or it could be for a temporary project. So in other words, let's say I'm in legal services and I want to hire someone to come help me work on for one month, let's say, on some kind of a court case. So this visa would apply to both of these scenarios. Unlike the job seekers visa... Uh, this particular visa actually requires what's called a guarantor or a sponsor. Uh, so whereas the job seekers visa, it's a self-sponsored visa if you were to come, in, to come here just to look for a job. And, and logically makes sense because if you come here to look for a job, you don't have any entity here yet that can help vouch for you. Now, on this particular business mission visa, you actually now um, have, uh, in the, by I guess by law and logically would have an, a specific entity that is inviting you to come here and uh, work for them either on probation or on temporary basis. Uh, so, um, and this, uh, in order for, uh, for this guarantor to be able to apply for such visa for you, they need to be a, a UAE company. So it cannot be, for example, let's say Microsoft in the US inviting somebody to, to work in the UAE. So it has to be the entity that's making the invitation or that's making the application has to be a UAE based company. Uh, and also what's important is that, um, this company has to be the one that's actually going to be employing that particular applicant. And this is important because often what used to happen before is that you would get uh, an invitation, for example, from company A, and you'd come in and work for company B. But that's not really the purpose of this particular visa. So here you have to, it has to be an entity, let's say it's my firm, I want to try, try to hire uh, someone that's based in it's Bangladesh to uh, try and, and see if, if they can work out for me so I can invite them here and now specifically on this uh, dedicated probation visa. And But it would be me. I will be the sponsor and I therefore would be responsible for them during that period of time here. Okay, so that's that's one side. But it's also, it's also, seems, also seems to me that it's very much, I don't know, an architectural firm has a three-month extension project to one of the towers or something they need specialized expertise to do that and you would invite somebody in and this visa would 
apply in that kind of a situation as well. Exactly. And um, so in the past, what was possible, for example, let's say that, that example that you brought up of an architectural firm, if uh, they could apply for somebody for a business visa to come and visit. But first of all, uh, it was a lot more of a cumbersome requirement, if you will, it cost like 20,000 dirhams. So it's fairly pricey to apply for uh, such business visa. And there were all there was a whole series of documents that needed to be submitted. And in one way or another, there was often was there's some kind of requirement of a connection between the the company, basically the company and the whoever it is that they were bringing. So, for example, an architectural firm, and they have another a branch elsewhere or an affiliate. Uh, so, um, so they, they, these businesses, to an extent, existed, but they were quite rare because of the various nuances and requirements that um, they were that was associated with that particular visa. So, yes, but under this, the the new visa. At least in theory, the process is supposed to be a lot more streamlined, a lot more, a lot simpler, and it, it, it exactly for that. An architectural firm wants to bring some temp- temporary talent uh, to um, help them on the project, uh, and um, so no longer it's it's and you know, the this is not a very expensive process again because the financial security there's still a requirement of financial security here as well, but the financial security is just a few thousand dirhams. Uh, that a company has to pay, so it's not um, it's not uh, as uh, prohibitively expensive as the previous visas were. Uh, so, uh, and it's um, I think it will definitely uh, help bridge a fairly um, broad divide that existed here between. Um, I guess the, the the needs of the business community here, uh, and uh, all those applicants that wanted to come and work in the UAE, uh, and uh, but yet did not really want one or the other side did not necessarily want to commit to to each other right away. But this is the thing, isn't it? It, ring, it kind of irons out the wrinkles because the, the grey areas are then gone. You apply for this visa for this specific reason, and you now have the categories uh, available. Exactly. Because what used to happen before, so when, as a company, when you hire an employee, it's fairly expensive to, uh, to sponsor an employee. So all in all, you have to pay deposits, you have to pay medical and, um, and the Emirates ID. There's fees would in application, uh, uh, fee and so on and so forth. So all in all, it would add up to about seven to 10,000 dirhams per employee. And, uh, for a company that's, uh, you know, that's a significant amount of money and it's all, uh, it's all perhaps part of the business expense. If once you've made that expense, then you could, um, you could rely that this person will stay with you for X number of you know, years. And so it kind of will work that that expense will ultimately be, uh, be justified. But if you look at a cost per employee, that's two to three thousand dollars just to get somebody to work for you. And, you know, if your company's, 5, 10, 15, the multiples apply. Well, exactly right. And part of it as well is always a deposit into immigration. So let's say even if that particular, so it's, that's, that's some, a set of money that's sitting, your company's money that's sitting with the authorities. And it was obviously to protect and, and, and kind of cover for any kind of eventualities in, in, in the event that person, for example, has to, runs away or doesn't have money later to leave. So at least the, the government would have some money on account to be able to pay for, you know, and, and help them. Uh, send them home uh, so uh, uh, so yeah so I mean there was some logic behind it but for a business it was an expense and so what what often happened and it's and it's it's okay to make that kind of an investment if you are if you have a good level of confidence that this particular employee is worth it but how do you know that when you are a business base here 
and employees coming from abroad. Uh, and so even for an interview or for a visit, you can only really know about that employee to the extent of that, you know, those, those few hours of, of visit and meetings. Uh, but you really won't know how well that employee might or might not uh, work out for you until they are boots on the ground and they are here in the office on a day-to-day basis and, and interacting with the rest of their colleagues and producing um, their, their work product before your eyes. So what would happen often is that companies um, would uh, get burned too much or too too quickly or too often uh, because employees would come, they would spend all this money, uh, and then it just ended up being uh, just not the right fit. And so either the employee would leave or the company would want to terminate them. And so the company would determine either in either example, uh, the company would ultimately have to lose that money. So what it would often, the practice developed is, first of all, is um, um, for company to try to pass on that expense, the visa expense, under the employee. And so this was a very typical scenario, which once again, it's a whole sort of ecosystem of, of issues and that existed that were all kind of intertwined and interrelated. So uh, because if the company invited an employee and the employee did not work out, uh, then the uh, the company said, okay, well, if you're leaving right now or we're terminating you, well, we just paid 10,000 dirhams for your visa and we, no, additionally, we have to pay for your salary. And look, you've ultimately ended up being not the right fit for us. So we're not only just not benefiting from you, but we're losing from you. So therefore, compensate us for the fees that we've spent on your on your visas. And a lot of the times, these kinds of provisions were included in the offer letters, in various kind of undertakings, even employment agreements between employees and employers. Uh, and then that would also be a fairly difficult predicament for the employee because a lot of the time these employees would come here to, for the first time to this new country and hoping that there's going to be a job for them. Well, the job not work out. Fair enough. But that now on top of, you know, they haven't really made much money at all. And it's, they just, whatever money they've made often for them to come here, they'd actually have to borrow money to be able to from their family and friends and in, in their home countries. And so they have already loaned coming here and now on top of that they had to pay the company back the 10,000 dirhams all of the practice was legally speaking not proper but it was common and so what would often happen is the employees would be disgruntled they would run away or they feel they feel sort of like uh, they were indentured service uh, and uh, there's a lot of um, people just absconding, running away, or working uh, double jobs to try to cover up. So a whole series of issues existed that would ultimately did not, did not benefit the country as a whole. Uh, so now with this particular visa, you now have the luxury. Uh, and also another thing that would often happen because of this, the other alternative was that the companies would do is would say, well, you come here on the visit visa, work for me for three months. And so in the visas, depending on which country you'd come, you could either have 30 days extendable or you would have 90 days or 60 days also extendable. So what often would happen, the company would make you an offer. You come here, work for me, but work on the visit visa. So I don't have to pay for you all this residence visa to the tune of 10,000 dirhams. And then we'll see how that works out. And many, many, many cases like this existed and they were perfectly fine, except that it was always illegal. So working on the visit visa was always illegal in the UAE as it is still today. But this is what would happen in the past. The companies either would try to pass on the expense of these visas to their employees, which was against the law, or would require them or demand from them or expect from them to work on visit visas um, while they're being sort of on probation. Uh, or, or sometimes even for those who were based here already, 
they would be on somebody else's visa and still work for this company. So one one way or the other, it was not uh, legally proper uh, and ultimately subjected all parties concerned to all sorts of liabilities. And in my practice, I've seen too many of these kinds of cases to count. And so that's why when this uh, this particular visa came into place, I um, was quite pleased because it now will um, will basically do away with all these shenanigans and uh, machinations that existed before to try between companies and employees to try to see if they were the right fit for each other. Now there's a specialized visa. It's it's rather affordable. It's easy to apply. Uh, and uh, there's no need anymore for any kind of false pretense. You can be very open and transparent about why you're here and the, the company as well. And there's no, most importantly, risks of any kind of liabilities. And even inspectors come during the period of time while you're working probation that you will get deported, which would have been the case in the past. I mean, the other thing is, once again, it's it's part of so many changes in an effort to really strengthen kind of, I suppose round the the labor market exactly right and that's why this this particular law i think it could lend itself to at least a good 20 plus uh, podcasts because there's so many new types of visas uh, residence permits um, entry permits uh, for so many different categories and uh, truly very uh, very groundbreaking and very very positive for this country because uh, it now it just sort of does away with all these kind of the attempts to try to uh, represent something for what it was not. Uh, it, it's in, in exchange for being very transparent, very clear, uh, and it's it's a sort of win-win all around. The government knows exactly why you're here, uh, and it benefits the economy. It benefits those people who have something to offer this country, and it certainly benefits the companies because they don't have to. Uh, to to uh, invest significant amounts until they have uh, had some confidence that these people are actually worth investing. That's another logical. This time the new probation visa here in the UAE. Our legal expert, Ludmilla Malava, managing partner here at Yamalava and Plethka. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Find us at LY Law on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. We have a huge, growing library of hundreds of podcasts, all kinds of legal questions. And I mean a huge, broad spectrum of legal questions answered as well. And they're all free to listen to. But to get your legal question answered directly in a future episode of Logical, or if you'd like to talk to a qualified UE experienced legal professional, click contact at lylawyers.com.